Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for today and for another opportunity to learn more about you, Lord, to grow and mature in your ways, Lord, and discover what it is that you have for each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for our listeners and our partners, Lord, that you're blessing them, Lord, that you're causing them to excel. And we thank you for those that you are adding to the kingdom, Lord, those brothers and sisters. And we ask that your favor will be upon them, Lord, and that you will show them grace and mercy and compassion as you've already promised in your word to do, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, Lord, and we thank you for your Holy Spirit, which we invite to guide us into all truth and show us things to come. Lord, we just thank you for these things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. And thank you for joining us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. And I'd like to thank all the the people that have partnered with us to carry on the work of the ministry by liking the episodes, by subscribing on this and any number of the platforms you can find a day of prayer on, and then by sharing the episodes with others so they too can learn and grow in relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. So I'd like to thank you all for being a blessing and for partnering with us in sharing in the work of the ministry by building the Lord's house and by assisting and in, in spreading the gospel throughout the four corners of the earth. We thank you. We are blessed immensely, and we ask the Lord that he blessed you immensely as we lift you up in prayer today and, and every day. So thank you. And that being said, we ready to get into the word? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we are going to reread from Acts chapter 6, verses 8 through 15. So can I get a volunteer to cover that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then there arose some from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and those from Cilicia and Asia, disputing with Stephen. And when they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke, then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him, seized him, and brought him to the council. They also set up false witnesses who said, This man does not cease to speak blasphemous words against this holy place in the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses delivered to us. And all who sat in the council looking steadfastly at him saw his face as the face of an angel. Mm -hmm. Amen. So at this time, we're going to follow through with what our normal custom is. And that is to open up the floor to give each of you the opportunity to share with the Holy Spirit has been speaking and ministering to you, and of course, to ask any questions that you have. So, who'd like to begin? I would. 
All right, Layla. So there's a few things that I'd like to share. The first one um, was talking about the irresistibility of wisdom. And they said they were unable to resist the words that Stefan was speaking to them. And um, I would like to point out that when we are faced with God's wisdom, and we, I talked off the air with um, my parents, and it was not that anyone could they couldn't say no to God. It was they couldn't come up with any good ex- excuse with any logical reason to refute what God had said through Stephen. And we see that in multiple places in the scripture. Every time that um, the adversary working through human tried to say something contrary to the word of God, they were silenced. There was nothing they could say or do that would stop what God had already said. Um, a good example was... Um, which prophet was it? It was with Hezekiah that said, no, we're not going into captivity for 70 years. It's only going to be two years and it's going to be a yoke of wood. And Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Hezekiah and Jeremiah and Jeremiah was like, well, if that's what the Lord said, let it be so. And then the Lord went back and told Jeremiah to say to Hezekiah, no, that's not what the Lord said. And because you taught the people rebellion, now you're going to be there 70 years. And instead of a light yoke it's now going to be a yoke of iron and instead of listening to wisdom and taking that opportunity and that moment to to um change courses and repent they continue to plow through and um say whatever they wanted to say and then you see the consequences of that. And it's no different for us today. God comes to us and he gives us a chance and an opportunity to change and repent. And he gives us wisdom in addition to that. So you have the chance to come back to him and then he's going to equip you with wisdom. So you go in the way of life and righteousness. But if you choose to harden your heart and same for, for anybody supplies to me as well, the consequences are going to be the same. They may take on a little bit of a different form, but the ultimate result is death. Um, and I have a few other scriptures that I wanted to share with you as well. Well, please do. Um, the first one is in Proverbs, and it's chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. So that's talking about um you say you know better than God and God doesn't know anything, which we know he knows everything and we're the ones that don't know anything, anything good. And then there's Proverbs twenty-one thirty that says there is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. So he he's got the ultimate plan and how that ties into what we're talking about with Stefan, they were trying to accuse him of blasphemy, but each time they tried, the words and the wisdom of God prevailed, and there was nothing they could do um, about it. And this, when we're operating under the Spirit of the Lord, there's nothing the adversary can say or do that will stop God's will from coming to pass. His words do not return to him void or empty, but accomplish all that he said they would accomplish. Mm-hmm. And that was Hananiah, the Hananiah. The, the okay, Hananiah thank you, Molly. And uh, Jeremiah twenty-eight. I'm sorry. Uh, the, yeah, Jeremiah twenty-eight. <coughs> yes. <coughs> hmm. That's true. There is no counsel against the Lord. Mm-hmm. None. What else? Oh, and 
I'm sorry. It's I okay, forgot the other part about when Stefan was in the council and they were looking at him and the in the view of those sitting in the council, they said it was like as of a face of an angel and what they saw there was a glimpse of the Lord. They saw him standing there and instead of humbling themselves and going, All right, Lord, I I'm sorry. Please forgive me for my sins and my iniquity and well in the words of Brother Copeland, it would be like stupidity. Let me let me come back in alignment, Lord. What do you want me to do now? They they plow through and they continued on, and you'll see what they do in the later chapters when they stone him. And Stephen, instead of getting angry and bitter, he he did the same thing Jesus said. Lord, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And he went home to be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen. <coughs> Anyone else? But Charles, did you want to go? You can go, promise. Okay. First, Lord, second to me about inside of. What book, sir? Oh, it's just I've actually. Okay. Well, the section we just read? Yes, we're talking about that they stirred up the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 12. 12. Yes. Okay. And so the Lord reminded me of, for example, if there's a beehive and you throw a rock at it, and the beehive just start coming, the bees start coming out of the beehive, they don't know what they're attacking. They're just flying around, stinging. And so the Lord reminded me of inside of Deuteronomy, verse, sorry, chapter 6, where I was talking, wait, sorry, it's not chapter 6, but where I was talking about what happens, what would happen to the people who are disobedient to the Lord, and how it said that. They will come against the enemy one way and flee seven different ways. And so the Lord reminded me that confusion was a part of the curse. And that. Amen. And then again he reminded me of Acts chapter 20 where they're, most of the people there didn't know what they're angry about. They're mm-hmm. just being angry. Mm-hmm. That's Deuteronomy 28. Uh, verse 25 says, The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten. Before thine enemies, thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shalt be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, verse 25. So you back to Acts, they're operating under the curse and in confusion. Is that what you're saying, my love? Yes, fine. All right, go ahead. It. It's in the Lord pointing out what what they charged that Stephen was he was blaspheming the law and the holy place than Moses. And so the Lord was showing me that what that they're holding those things in high regard to the Lord. And so the Lord showed me that they it wasn't mainly because they thought he was blaspheming God. It was because he said, no, no, you can't go against what someone else before this man said, before Jesus. 
Okay. Now, you and I had a conversation beforehand, and uh, doesn't this sound awful lot like that conversation? And especially dealing with Proverbs eighteen seventeen. The first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. Isn't that not exactly what's happening here in this situation? Yes. You have a group of individuals stirring up the people, pleading their cause, right? Trying to state things, even though they're accusations, as fact, right? Yes. Yes. Even though they are not. And in spite of all that, Stefan clearly keeps his... Uh, he, he exhibits self-control, right? One of yes. the fruit of the Spirit, right? Yes. And allows the Lord to shine. He doesn't say that he's concerned about what he's going to say or speak, right? Which isn't, yes. wasn't that the instruction of the Lord in John 16? Yes. yes. Don't worry about yes. what you're even going to say. <clears throat> in that hour, you'll be given what to say, right? Yes. And yes. then in chapter 7 is where he begins to, you can say, state his case. Or the Lord, through Stephan, states his case. Right? Yes. 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 <clears throat> so, all things to consider, right? Yes. But according to them, their mindset seemed right. But as, as has been pointed out in this, this discussion, if it's not yielded, if we are not yielded, if we are not brought into alignment, or in, I'll say that humbled ourselves and brought ourselves into alignment with the Lord and His wisdom and counsel and knowledge and understanding, how can what seems right to us be right? It can't. can't. It's an it's impossibility. <clears throat> because after all, they were being... Uh, deceived or mm -hmm. they were believing a lie they had Absolutely. people that were lying that um were saying these these false things against stefan so the people that were getting all outraged were not outraged with you know righteous indignation they weren't outraged based on the truth because if they had been looking with the eyes of the truth they would have come to a different conclusion but they were believing a lie because that was their choice too Versus mm -hmm. going, Lord, wait a second. What do you say about this? <clears throat> right? Not, not bringing all things before the Lord, laying it at his feet, and getting his thoughts and his perspective on it. Right? As David says, and we've yes. said this multiple times, you know, here in this ministry, that David always said, your ways are higher than mine, and your thoughts are higher than mine. Right? Yes. So shouldn't yes. we go to the one who created everything to get his thoughts about a matter and learn his ways so we can apply them to, yes, our life and the situation at hand? Of course. Yes. Well, yes, of course is the obvious answer. We should. But how many of us are actually, I'll say, practicing that, making that a habit and applying that to our lives. It sounds so easy in the front, right? Yes. Yes. But like anything, that has to be put 
into practice, made a habit, made repetitive, made a, a lifestyle or way of life. If it was so so simple, everyone would do it, right? Yes. yes. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 because mankind, each individual human being has their own choice. Exactly. That, that, was, that was where I was going with it. <clears throat> Amen. Right? That was exactly where it's I, not you about have your... ease or not. Mm-hmm. Why do people climb Mount Everest and go to the... That's what they chose to do and chose to make all the preparations in order to accomplish that thing. It's certainly not easy. Easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a challenge. It's dangerous. It's uncomfortable. I mean, like a whole host of reasons why they should not go do it. But yet they insist and they choose, even if at the expense and the cost of their own life, just to say they did it. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know that they can go to the very top of these mountains that they're climbing like that. But well, well they can, and they and they do to they the tippy top. Can't stay there very long. The, the tippy tippy top. They mm-hmm. might go to a plateau. They might go to a higher elevation, but to actually stand on what the literal top of this mountain is, are they even able to get there? Well, and and that's the other thing. Many don't make it. But they do it at the cost of their own life because they decided to. Mm-hmm. They chose to do it. And this is not something that's going to take them into eternity. I mean, it might push them onto that decision faster or to that transition faster, but it does not. Jesus isn't going, you climb that mountain, Everest, come on into this kingdom. That's not the entry point. That's that's not what Jesus is looking for. But yet they will stake their life on want this, you know, mm-hmm. making this climb because they want to do it. So it's not about ease or difficulty. It's about a choice. What's so your heart and what what's your decision? What is your heart's desire? Exactly. Do you have something to share, sir? Um, yes. Well, let's hear it. One of the things the Lord was pointing out to me was in verse 10, where you see, um, they say that he was, they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit. And the Lord was just emphasizing that it was also the spirit that they weren't able to resist. It wasn't necessarily that his words were wise and seemed so understanding and so important that was causing him to be unable to resist, but it was the spirit of the Lord behind the words. Because if you Correct. look if you look he um in various passages in the Bible he says he uses the stupidness of man to confound the wise, which we see here. And another thing that the Lord was pointing out was in verse eight when you see <laughs> I was just laughing at your, your Charles translation. Yes. You didn't say the stupidest of man, but the foolishness of man. But um, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. And or the yeah, go ahead. Funny. In verse eight, when it says "full of faith" and how he was doing great signs and wonders, and the Lord was showing me that what he what the Lord was getting at here is that a position or elevation above someone else is not a reason not to be doing the work of the Lord or be seeing miracles in your life. It's not just certain people who are, are meet this um, level of authority can perform miracles, but he's shown us that pe- everybody can perform miracles. It's just the willingness of you enable, enabling the Holy Spirit to flow through you. And how is that done? Amen. By submitting to the Lord and being obedient to what he tells us to do. Okay. And how is, how is that accomplished, sir? Through faith, yes? Yes. Because if you don't trust or believe the Lord, how can you submit to him? You can't. How can you submit to his Holy Spirit? Who he says very plainly in Isaiah eleven two, right? 
the Spirit of the yes. Lord will rest upon him, talking about resting upon Christ. But it also says who he is, right? He's the Spirit of the Lord. He's the Spirit of wisdom and understanding and of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So, yes, all of those things or that we're about to get into here in chapter 7 of Acts didn't come from Stephen. They came from from the Lord, from his Holy Spirit. Yes. Speaking and ministering to Stephen and giving him what to say and what to do and how to say it and or do it. Mm-hmm. In our flesh, at our, our human capabilities dwells no good thing. Amen. The, the ability does not rest or lie with us. Our... Our entry point to that or our connection with it is, like you said, my love, our faith. Um, but first, our covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. Have we received him as our Lord mm-hmm. and Savior? And are we believing him and are we cooperating with him? Uh, we read back in the earlier part of uh, Acts chapter 6 that this man <clears throat> was full of the Holy Spirit. He was full of the Holy Spirit, which then produced wisdom. On and, the inside and power. And then... <laughs> yes. The Holy Spirit in him, it was the Holy Spirit's power, mm-hmm. and it wasn't Amen. Stephen's power. He didn't have any power. Like, apart from the Holy Spirit. But it wasn't his to possess. Like, exactly. I got this, and it's mine, and I can, this was Holy Spirit's power working through him, and that's the same for all of Amen. us. Amen. Um, we're, in our physical body, we're limited to the natural confinements of, of what we're limited to. Spiritual power only comes from the Lord. That only comes from Holy Spirit in us. Mm-hmm. So the the um, power, the signs and wonders and all of that, that's coming out of Holy Spirit. So as you said, Le Charles, the Holy Spirit was the one speaking and providing that. Now, Stephen cooperated by making his mouth go, ma, 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 and the words coming out, right? Yes. He allowed the Holy Spirit to use his mouth, just like with speaking in tongues. You allow the Holy Spirit. He gives you the words, and then you speak them out because that's your power to let the words come out or not. That's, that's within your ability. But to find the words, to know the words, to um, touch men's hearts, that belongs to God. That belongs to Holy Spirit, right? Yes. yes. So go ahead. And then I was also finding it funny when it said they induced men and were setting up false witnesses. And I was asking the Lord if they had like a little stand where you knew you could go get some false witnesses to <laughs> talk for you. And the Lord showed me that it was the same thing that happened with Jesus. If you see, um, if you relate this to when the disciples were brought for the council previously, not always were they witnesses. Mm-hmm. It was only... Um, Mainly, you I'd say, you see it with Jesus and you see it with Stephen. And how the Lord showed me was that it was a selective using of witnesses in order to try to accomplish a certain end, which was death. That's what they were looking for, for him to be killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read that scripture, 1 Corinthians one twenty seven says, But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. So that was the scripture that we were talking about. But, yes. you know, the language is very similar here. Um, the accusation sounds so close. I mean, it could have been the same people 
They they know Johnny Bob's down there in the basement. He's down there in the dives of the the district that nobody wants to go to. Go find him. He still remembers. He knows how to. He did a good job last time. Let's go dig him up, throw him a few coins, and and get this job done. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> ultimately, it's the spirit of the Antichrist behind it, and we know that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. We are not. Um, enforcing the blessing concerning people it was the adversary who always wants to overthrow and topple god it's not about people however people do choose to cooperate with the adversary or they choose to cooperate with god they that's that's their choice that's within their power to make that choice their abilities so to spell it out they've each been given an opportunity we each have been given an opportunity many opportunities exactly to choose to decide whether we will follow and live for God mm-hmm. or not. Right. And it, it's a moment by moment. You remember Peter, when he was walking with the Lord as a disciple, God said, uh, Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And he would say, oh, you're the son of God. And it was the Holy Spirit revealing it. And then the next moment, Jesus said, I'm going to go get, go on, die on the cross. And Peter said, no, <laughs> I forbid it to be so, you know, let that never come to pass. And Jesus had to say, get behind me, Satan. So the same person was on either side based on his choice at the moment. Now, while he wasn't saved at the time, but still humanity has a choice, saved or unsaved, we have a choice. So let us make our choice for Christ. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today and give everyone time to have the Holy Spirit minister to you. And you can always reach out with any questions that you have. And we'd love to hear from you. And you can do that either through our directly through our website at adayofprayer.org or um, directly through email at ministry at a day of prayer.org. So love to hear from you. love to connect with you and, and discuss the word with you. So that being said, um, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer? I won't. All right. Promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for imparting your wisdom onto us and just giving us your word, Lord, so that we can share with others, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for making it where you've chosen the right the right things, Lord, to make sure that your word goes forth, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.